Welcome to Emotions Incorporated, a podcast that follows the emotional journey of a Disney classic alongside our personal journeys too. In this limited series, we will be diving into how experiences become memories, emotional validation, core memories, and of course, the colorful orbs that truly live inside out. So hold on tight as this train of thought is about to leave the station. Well, here we are. Here we are, one last time. Our last episode of Emotions Incorporated. How do you feel, Bradley? It feels like the end of a Disney movie. I can't. I'm gonna I'm gonna tear up. No, it's all good. We're we've (laughs) we've had we've had fun, haven't we? It's been re it's been a really nice journey for both of us. And I feel like I've learned so much about you. Like you too. It's so nice to um to just like deep dive into each other's emotions and to learn a lot from each other as well, I think. Yeah, that's a really special thing to do with anybody. And I feel like it just deepened our friendship and we got to kind of learn about ourselves in the process. Like, I feel like I became more aware of certain things just by using these prompts. And it was almost like a guided journal, but podcast version, you know? Definitely. I was telling telling someone um, at work about this podcast that that we've done. And she was saying, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but she was saying that, when she had her kid it was the year that Inside Out came out and that was a really great inspiration for her to like try and work out how the kid was feeling when she couldn't use words and talk and Mm -hmm. communicate in that way and also was a really good learning a really good learning skill for how their kid was feeling as they were growing up in their early years as well because it can it shows that your emotions can be defined more than deep dark conversations and it can be defined by color and by um and by so many other things and just thinking too too in depth about the way you're feeling and I think on the surface it's it's if you if you can if you can get to that point where you can think of your emotions on a surface level everything else comes with it which is what I think we've done in this podcast yeah absolutely I feel like in this journey too and in my own personal healing journey outside of this like I've started to really start feeling emotions versus just thinking on loop like I'm angry I'm angry I'm angry it's like going into my body and actually feeling it and like having that vision of you know the way that the characters were personified it's like okay like it makes sense like why I would feel like that and being able to move through it and just envisioning you know they're swapping places and like it's basically just like a big flow so I think that's been a really good lesson throughout this whole thing and to move into you know the rest of life and just that emotional like regulation and familiarity that we get to develop over the course of time so definitely I, yeah. think, I think one of the other things that I've really taken from this is the ability to look as much as Riley is an animated character I think being able to focus on how somebody else might be feeling and Mm -hmm. take inspiration from the way that they deal with their emotions as well like I said we've learned from each other I think in our everyday lives we learn from the way that we all deal with things differently and each other's coping mechanisms without even realizing it so sometimes it is worth just thinking oh that person isn't just angry at me that person is angry for a reason and there's a whole other horde of emotions and and journeys that person has been on to get to the way they're feeling there and as much yeah. as we can't 
microanalyze every every part of the way that somebody feels it is a case of sometimes looking at things from a broader perspective and thinking about the way someone else feels rather than just how you feel as well as giving yourself the validation as well yeah no that's such a huge point like I think one of the big lessons I think that's coming to the surface for a lot of people these days is how when people say something to you that is really hurtful or you know negative it's not usually about you it's really about what they're going through and it's like if we look at Riley like when she you know got to that point and she snapped it was like it wasn't just that moment it was all the other things that really built up to that and I think that's just to I think they make movies about those concepts. Like if you look at any villain origin story or any hero, like, and they go through those waves of up and down and up and down, it's like everything really does add up. And if you are holding onto those emotions for a long time, like those snap moments can happen, or, you know, you have a really good sob sesh or, you know, you get to feel that joy on the other side of everything. So it really is like the full package experience. It's the human experience, you know, it's not just so cut and dry and yeah I mean they had some really amazing emotions in Inside Out but I think there's so many more where that came from definitely and I think that probably is quite good leading to the last thing we're going to talk about I feel like we've been through every step of the road and it was yeah very nice transition Jess thank you for that thank you (laughs) (laughs) um as Jess said there's so many other emotions that come into our everyday lives other than just joy sadness fear disgust and anger as much as I think they do act as a very core part of the emotional menu in our heads like it's Mm -hmm. they, they are the things that are that probably do lead off to all of the other emotions we can feel um it's it's important to acknowledge the other emotions that we think take quite a front seat in our own personal minds as well and not just limit it to five emotions so we're going to pick out a few we thought let's why not emotional overload let's do it let's pick out a few more emotions that we We feel uh, that play a huge part in our everyday lives and also who knows Riley may open up to more emotions and I I have a feeling that I'm sure I saw something saying that there will be more emotions that other than just the standard five uh, moving forward in Riley's journey as well so I say let's do it yeah let's do it I'm excited So the first emotion I want to touch on is something that I I think I subconsciously do a lot, and that is being very curious. I'm hugely curious person. I think a large part of that comes from um, my creative side and wanting to make. I, I enjoy. I enjoy watching a situation play out and thinking of all the reasons behind them and curiosity allows you to dive into your creativity more than I think that we believe it does in the first place but curiosity also did kill the cat so there are there are um negatives to that emotion as well and I think this is this is really a really important thing we've highlighted quite a few times throughout the podcast series that emotions do play hand in hand and I think curiosity is almost a mold of 
fear and and um joy and disgust and all these other the all these other emotions as well um and yeah i think that curiosity did kill the cat but without curiosity we'd be we'd live very simple lives and i like my life to be i like my life to be quite exciting so i'm always looking for what's hiding behind the corner and and see what I can take from that so curiosity is definitely something that sits quite quite heavily in my mind and I mean if you weren't curious about things you would never learn anything new you know so I think that is I think if you approach curiosity especially in a playful way like there's so much out there that you could have never known existed and it could expand your horizon so beautifully so I think that's a great one yeah, definitely. What, let's have one of yours, Jess. What's one of your... I think I will start with my favorite emotion of all time, which is excitement. I think that out of everything that I feel in this scope of being a human being, I think being excited about something is just the best emotion. And I know it's not always like a long lasting one because it you know can come in and go away and all of that. But um, like the excitement of going on a trip or the excitement of being surprised and you just don't know what's going to happen. Like the excitement of Christmas presents underneath your tree and you don't know what's going to be inside or getting a new puppy or starting a new dream. Like, I think all of those things are so special. And I think excitement is just, it comes from this place of just pure anticipation, but in I don't know more in a positive light you know I think that it's just it it makes me excited to think about you know and I think that ultimately if you're looking in more of an energetic sense too like it really raises your ultimate vibration of your energy you know because when you're excited and you can positively anticipate something like regardless of the outcome I think that putting that kind of energy out and that kind of emotion out because you know energy is emotion or no what is it emotions are energy in motion that's what it is um like it just makes things come back to you in such a way that could be really beautiful and sometimes even unexpected so there's I don't know excitement is just my favorite emotion of them all I always try to manifest the feeling of excitement in my life like you know, because I think sometimes I go more into like, what emotions do I really want to experience? And this is always near the top of the list. So because it just means good things are coming. I think think one of the great things about excitement as well is that even though we, I don't think it's one that we actively think to, to, it almost needs to be kickstarted by spontaneity, I think. And I think Mm -hmm. that it's as much as it's not always there it's always lurking in the background ready to pounce because that is why we get that adrenaline rush that feeling of oh my god this is happening when we are excited because mm-hmm. because it is it's always waiting you know it's it's a part of all of us no matter who we are we we all thrive off of excitement at some point in our lives and like I said it's always just just hanging on and thinking okay I just need the right thing to happen and when it does it's that it really is that adrenaline rush of okay here we are. This is what, this is what I wanted. And excitement does take over. Yeah, I totally agree. I just think it's a really special one. It really, I think it really can make you feel childlike again. And for a lot of us who 
had childhoods where we remember a lot of positive emotions, like that's a really beautiful thing to connect to beautiful energy to connect to. So I don't know. It's a great one. <laughs> love it. Love it. Uh, all right, Bradley, what's your next one? So this one is again, very prominent in my life. It's not necessarily something I love about the way my brain works. Um, but doubt is a very forward facing emotion in a lot of the way, a lot of the ways that I do things. And I think for a long time, I think, I fought against the fact that I doubt myself and I still do actually I still I think I will always doubt myself in um projects that I do in my everyday work in my everyday life um and it can be hard because even if you are the most confident I can be the most confident person in the room but when that doubt starts to seep in it really it really clouds my judgment and makes me think very differently than what I what I think without that doubt in there however what I've learned is that it is a part of me and it is a part of the reason that I I have a good relationship with people in general I am able to talk to people I am I'm so conscious of saying the wrong thing that even when I do the doubt has allowed me to to fix to fix what I say or to fix the way that I might accidentally do something and hey we make mistakes but I think that it's doubt is one of those things that can be really hard to see as a positive but actually when you realize that's who makes you you and if doubting yourself from time to time as long as you can control it it actually isn't all bad in the end yeah I think doubt can really be a teacher yeah you know every time yeah, if you can really tune into it and be aware of when it's present, it could really kind of guide you or you could always become aware of it and override it in ways and like really exercise your strength muscles. So I think that's a good indicator emotion for sure. Definitely. And I, I, it's not even, I can't even think of like a specific time probably because it happens so much but you it's like I an underlying like, subconscious it it's always yeah. there again it's one of those things that's always there as I guess yeah. all emotions are but it's but it's it kicks in when it needs to and I think that we we train ourselves to doubt ourselves when we, when we think it is best and what we can't we can't blame ourselves for that you know like that is who we are and um like you said we I think every time we do doubt ourselves and we realize that was a good or a bad decision we learn from that so it is definitely a teacher that's for sure yeah yeah I think that's when we get taught in society as well like you don't want to be you know too over the top good at something but then like what if you're not good enough it's like that weird balance um yeah kind of in between but yeah it's one you to definitely work with instead of against definitely so. yeah you've got no chance you're working against it it's not going to let you so don't exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, what, what's your second uh second emotion Jess I am going to say frustration is my second emotion which is one that I admittedly feel quite often um it stems from a lot of places and I think um it often can come from that feeling of feeling frustrated with yourself, kind of, you know, coinciding with the doubt piece a little bit, but feeling frustrated that you're not farther along yet, or that you're stuck in a job that you don't like, or you're just frustrated that like things aren't moving, like that stuckness feeling, um, or just feeling like you can't figure something out. Like I, really don't like this emotion, but it's one that does come up a lot for me because I just, 
you know, I love ease. Like I love when things are easy, flowing, breezy, like that is just, it's like pleasurable to me, you know, because that it just feels like this open space where anything can happen. And frustration feels a little bit more like you're stuck in a box and, I don't, I don't like that. I feel a little claustrophobic in that area. So um, it's, you know, again, though, just like doubt frustration is a teacher. Like, where are you getting frustrated and why do you feel frustrated and getting down to the root cause of that? Like, is it because you don't feel good enough? Is it because, you know, you are needing to let go of control of something that you're trying to really like navigate yourself? Um, It's, it's interesting. And it definitely coincides with anger too. And also sadness. Like, I think it's kind of a hybrid of those and even fear, like it's kind of a hybrid of the three of them actually. So, um, it's definitely an emotion that I'm familiar with and just need to kind of acknowledge sometimes. And sometimes you don't have to do anything with it rather other than just sit with it and let it pass through. I think my experiences of frustration is that that it is a niggle. It's a frustrating niggle. It's not something that you can just if you're angry, you can scream into a pillow, you can yeah. let it all out and it's and it's almost that purge of emotions. But frustration is is almost like the the younger cousin of of anger. <laughs> it's like it's it's it, it's this it's the same sensation to a certain extent it, or at least it, it's along the same pathway but it's not all the way to i'm i'm freaking out i need to get almost like the anger is the getting the frustration out and the frustration is the is the body of of that emotion i think um yeah like when it builds up i feel like it turns into anger exactly yeah. and it's and it's funny because if we if we view it like that it's that question of why are we penting up our frustration where we just let it get to a point that it was, it, we, we just let it out that would turn into anger. And those feelings would probably fix themselves a lot quicker. But as human beings, we try to, we try to fight against the frustration, nor, like, which is normal. It's, it's yeah. a, it's an impossible puzzle, isn't it? But frustration <laughs> is again, something that we all definitely encounter probably every hour of our lives somewhere. Yeah. Another whether that's at work, whether that's in a Disney park, like we all experience that frustration. So it's an interesting one. And yeah, I think it's good to see it as a teacher too. I think seeing it as a complete negative, again, fighting against it. Yeah. We're never going to not be frustrated. You know, that's just, that just is life at the end of the day. It's supernatural. And especially with just like the amount of things that are out of our control as human beings, like we can really only control our own approach to things and our immediate actions. And it's easy to get frustrated with the actions of others and to get frustrated with just like circumstances. And, but the, I think the beautiful thing about that, like what we are in control of is we can switch our perception at any time. And I really, really try to be mindful of what my perception is but it doesn't mean those emotions are just gone because you know emotions can't really like be completely destroyed like they can be transmuted though so giving them the space to transmute I think is really huge and then we just learn a little bit along the way on how to manage them better definitely we do all right and your third emotion, Bradley, is? The third emotion is something that I have 
that definitely wasn't a part of my life for a long time and it's definitely something that's creeped in the past few years um and that is pride and I know when I when you say the word pride you do I think at least what I do I think I instantly think of LGBTQ plus community and and um acceptance of being who you are and that is a huge part of it and that is that is accepting who I was was a huge part of the reason I'm proud of everything else in my life now I I was in to bring back to doubt I was in constant doubt of who I was for such a long time that even even though I was achieving in so many areas of my life I wasn't proud of it because I knew I was hiding something so huge um so allowing myself to be open about who I am and to be a part of the LGBTQ plus community, accepting myself has allowed me to be proud of the, the, my relationship and to be proud of the career journey I've been on, to be proud of the friends I have, to be proud of the things I've done outside of, of the everyday norm. And I don't think you can come to that sense of pride as as an emotion unless you are fully honest with yourself. So, yeah, pride is, like I said, it's not something that's always been there for me. And I think probably whatever the opposite of pride is, was a huge, a huge emotion in my brain for a long time. But thankfully, I've I've been able to go on this journey um, with myself, and especially over the last few years, even when I'm at my low, when even when I'm at my lowest points, I remember why I should be proud of all the things I'm doing and all the things I'm achieving, and that a lot of the time overtakes any of those negative emotions. And is that reminder to yourself that you've you've done all this yourself? You should be proud of everything, and you should be proud of you. And that's why I'm here doing what I am doing today. So yeah, pride is my, is probably my ultimate and I'm very proud to say that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's that positive self-talk, you know, I think pride has to really be learned and kind of, you kind of have to reparent and recondition yourself with that emotion because um, it's just very natural for human beings to think more on the negative side. And, but there's so much like, to be said for the positive side of it. And, you know, it's that concept of when other people see the best in you, but you don't see it in yourself. Like it's really a a perspective thing again, where you need to start noticing and collecting that data of, oh yeah, I did that amazing thing. I really am proud of myself or I am this type of person and that's exactly who I want to be. And I'm proud of that. And it's just, it's really cool. I feel like to, I feel like maybe the opposite of pride is shame. And that's such a, that's such a prominent emotion for so many people. And without even being able to name it, like, I think everyone has felt shameful of something um, in their lifetime and to really break through that and to get to the other side where you can be proud, even of your messiest, trickiest, most difficult stuff is such a beautiful accomplishment more than any like tangible, physical um like accomplishment you would make in life so and there's, there's no direct route to achieving that transition either I really do right. think it's it's so easy to to say just just be honest with yourself or like you should be happy with your life and all these things but mm-hmm. it's when when you're in a when you're in a certain box and we probably you're right with the word shame right across it 
it's so hard to get out of that and it's you have to be so brave no matter if that's vulnerable it doesn't just have to be if you because you're coming out as as gay or whatever either like it doesn't have to just be that situation but again it is that vulnerability and no matter what you're struggling with that really will allow you to 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 take on that pride that we all deserve to feel Mm um so yeah i it's and you're definitely right shame is definitely the opposite and I felt that for so many years without even labeling I think it was just a yeah you don't even realize but that's the the feeling I learned this from the power of vulnerability by Brene Brown if anyone needs a little recommendation from this podcast I think that would be an amazing compliment to this conversation and it really talks about how vulnerability as uncomfortable as it is is actually your biggest strength and that's what gets you to the space in your life where you can feel proud of yourself. And I think that's just so beautiful. Well, as we move on to our last emotion, Jess, what is your final emotion that you feel is a front row emotion for you? I think the last one I'm going to touch on is optimism. And I want to kind of take this from an angle of like that feeling of hope that you have for things to work out to the, like, to the best of their ability, you know, and because I think there's a lot of difficulty in life, just as a human being in the world we live in, like, to kind of, you know, you can choose to look at things pessimistically, you really can, like, it's very easy. Um, Or you could choose the opposite. And I think the reason that at least for me in the past, like the reason I didn't choose optimism in the past was because I didn't want to get hurt and I didn't want to feel more pain than I already was feeling. But once I started choosing optimism, I realized that, you know, at the end of the day, I'm still whole worthy and complete as I am right now. If I had an optimistic outlook on this thing and it didn't work out, that doesn't knock me down from who I was and doesn't take away like the, my core, you know, and the things that I love, the people that love me, et cetera. Like, I think that being able to look at things with an optimistic point of view makes you feel like things are always going to get better. And it kind of lightens the load of holding all of this like heaviness that we feel sometimes like we have to carry, but at the end of the day, like it's really about surrendering to it and, you know, choosing which path to go. And I think that just for me personally, I think choosing an optimistic outlook on things really, yeah, it just gives me hope for like a better future, a better career, a better life, and also loving where I'm at right now, you know, and knowing that, you know, things are how they are. And like, there's things that I love and things that I don't love. And, but the thought of things getting to a point where they are, you know, things are always getting better and better. Like that's one of my favorite mantras and, you know, just rewiring your brain to start looking for the evidence of that, because then you will really start to see the small things that make you realize that life is getting better and better. And it can, it can be a really wonderful thing. It's it's a difficult one because we I think we've all experienced the devil on our shoulder the mm-hmm. the the pessim the pessimism seeping through the glass half empty, um, one of the one of the best and worst pieces of advice I think I've ever got was, um, hope for the best, prepare for the worst, 
And on one hand, it was a great coping mechanism. Um, it, it was it was really <laughs> it was really realistic. It was a really good way of me like not getting carried away with my optimism which is definitely takes over my pessimism in in, in my own head um mm. but it also it also didn't allow me to be too disappointed but when I started it was fine for the one situation that this person told me told me that for the first time and maybe the second and maybe the third but when you start integrating that mentality in your head prepare for the worst that really starts to take over and yes we yes we should we should set ourselves up to it to yeah exactly to a certain extent we shouldn't we shouldn't count all our chickens before they hatch you know but hope is a huge motivator it is what keeps us ambitious and I really think if you're going to live by that hope for the best prepare for the worst you really should be hoping for the best a lot more than preparing for the worst because without that energy and without that without that manifestation and that and that hope that your optimism is going to lead the way we're we're gonna it's soul crushing we're gonna destroy ourselves and thinking that there's always gonna be bad to this situation and that will the bad will overtake the good but if we can thrive to to have the glass half full rather than glass half empty and and have an optimistic outlook on our lives in in like so being smart but in a in a majority kind of way we're just naturally going to live lead such a happier life and yes there's going to be disappointments along the way but we learn to do those with those in other ways and constantly setting yourself up for disappointment in my opinion isn't the way to do that well it's like that one quote about you know if you worry about something you're experiencing something bad twice you know and it's the same thing with this if you're expecting the worst i'm sorry guys but you know, the laws of the universe, it's like gravity, the law of attraction. If you are putting out, you're expecting the worst, the worst is like more than likely to come to you. So that it's, it's tough because it's like, as human beings, we want to protect ourselves. Like anytime we have anxiety or we feel like this really like horrible feeling, it's like, because we don't want to experience pain, but like suffering and pain is part of being a human being. So if you want to, suffer twice like that's kind of the approach is like oh well I'm preparing for the worst and then if the worst manifests then unfortunately we spent all this brain power preparing for that and then we have to experience it whereas you know if it's if you have an optimistic outlook you know there can always be that doubt in there there can always be that like voice in the back of your head that's like I don't know but and I'm not saying it's always going to manifest as the best opportunity or the best case scenario, but I don't know. My other really big mantra is like, things are always working out for me. So even when things are really, really, really not great at all, and that happens, you know, I just, there's this core belief that I've established, like this is working out for me, even though I hate it, even though I'm really uncomfortable and I'm sad, like, I still believe that like, this is leading me to something grander down the road. And I think that is just so powerful and so incredibly helpful in this journey that we go on in life. And it is a, it is a form of optimism. It's not like this blind, like optimistic, like cheery little, like sunshine rainbows person. It's like, okay, this is really hard. And like, I'm going to feel both right now. Like I feel really disappointed, but I'm also going to be optimistic that in the long run, this is the right thing 
for me and it's only going to take me on my path. So I don't know. I think that emotion is really, it can be really powerful if you learn to dance with it. Definitely. What a nice way to end the, end the discussion. I think. I know. I'm so emotional. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Emotional overload in the best kind of way. Seriously. I think think it'd be quite nice for us to end on something we've learned. I know we sort of touched on it at the start, but it'd be great to end this episode and this series on what we've learned from doing this project together. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I've just learned, I just told Bradley this before this episode, but I learned how important it is to just have fun when you're creating a creative project. I am such, I have such a like entrepreneurial brain. I want to always make something that has this huge, like giant purpose. I want to market it. I want to like make it this amazing, huge thing. And like, I think at the time when we started this project, I just wanted to do something that soothed my soul and felt good and felt fun. And to go on this journey with you, Bradley has been so fulfilling and it has filled up my cup so much because it just has been a moment that we've taken out of our weeks where we got to sit down and really talk to each other about things that were going on inside of our heads and in our hearts. And that is so valuable to me to invest the time and the energy and the emotion into doing a project like that, where it's giving you that emotional fulfillment. And I'm just so grateful we got to do this together. It's been really wonderful. So that's my that's my lesson is to take time to have fun with your projects and do what fulfills you definitely i i agree with everything you said with everything you said there i i a couple of things that i'm taking away from this is one on the emotion side of things directly don't i don't isolate emotions they they Mm -hmm. have friends they like they like they like merging they like getting along with each other and sometimes they hate each other but they're gonna they're, they're gonna kind of need each other together at times exactly there's so many occasions it's very rare that an emotion will work by itself so if I think for me that's a coping mechanism I will take away from doing this and really analyzing my emotions um on on a on a broader picture that it if if you're feeling if you're feeling sad happiness is around the corner if you're feeling angry you might you might feel fearful about this anger later but then but then there's going to be a whole other horde of emotions that come with that so that's one thing and I think the other thing I've really learned is to take the time to talk about things on a deeper level and not feel embarrassed about talking about them I think that if I think when I first probably thought of the idea of doing this 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 podcast I probably thought oh is that gonna be awkward to sit here and talk for like an hour like an episode about sadness and fear and and puberty gross but puberty, <laughs> like but but it's really it's really like reminded me that it's good to do that as much as it's really good to switch off and talk about really menial parts of our lives as well it's also really important to dive deep and it's it doesn't have to be a therapy session but it can it can be a really 
therapeutic and beautiful thing to sit down with someone whether you've known them like we did for a, a few a few hours before this podcast or whether it's been someone that you've known for a lifetime and you actually think okay I feel like I know this person but do I really know this person do they really know me and taking the opportunity to to deep dive into the way that person is really feeling about their life in general and and learning from each other so yeah it's been it has been really really lovely to be honest I think lovely is the word it's just been really it's been really fun and great and I've come away from every single episode just feeling so good about about my thought process and about about my life which is which is what we're wow. here for. So, I know that's a beautiful so, thing <laughs> yeah it really is but no it's been it's been so great and thank you so much Jess for doing this with me as well it's been oh it's been amazing An honor. it's yeah. been so great and I can't wait to see our friendship blossom from here as well I know I can't wait for our, our next visit wherever it yes, is in the world exactly exactly I'll have to come to London again one of my oh yeah places. well I'll come wherever you are that's all good we'll, we'll, great we'll, you know <laughs> oh my gosh too fun well but, yeah thank you for going on this emotional journey with me Bradley and thank you to everyone listening for going on this emotional journey with us I hope that you had a few really great takeaways as well and got to you know just take a deep dive and take a little self-reflection on the different prompts we had throughout the whole series. I think that it's just been so enlightening and fulfilling and that's all I could ever want from a podcast. So definitely, but that's, that's everything I think uh, for emotions. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much for everybody listening. I hope you've enjoyed. Um, I will, we'll do one final plug. I, you can find me on Instagram over at Mr. Bradley Coker. Uh, I'll, I'll probably be doing something creative in the near future. So stay tuned for whatever that may be. And if nothing creative, um, just, just come and have a look at what's going on in my life, I guess. Um, yeah. but for someone <laughs> I know who's being very creative in the near future, uh, Jess hit us with your, with your socials and all that stuff. Absolutely. So my Instagram is jessicafay 508 same on TikTok. My website is theroadjesstraveled.com, traveled with one L. I have a lot of travel content, ideas, ebooks, all sorts of things coming out in this year of 2023. So stay tuned, um, sign up for emails, follow along on Instagram, look on stories. I'm going to start rolling some things out over the next few months. So I'm very excited about that. And if you love the podcast vibe as well, I co-host a podcast called Rediscover with my friend Kristen, where we dive into being authentically you and rediscovering what lights you up in life. So you can find me over there on Apple Music or, or Apple Podcasts or Spotify. So I'm all over the board. Love but, it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Jess, and thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you, everyone, and have a wonderful rest of your day. Emotions Incorporated, out. (laughs) My heart. (laughs) There we go. Oh, Oh, that was so cute.